Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. So let's talk press conferences because guess what? Here's a spoiler. Um, The Eagles have done absolutely jack so far in free agency. They signed Andrew Adams, a safety from the Buccaneers. They re-signed Hassan Ridgeway, and that's it. They haven't even traded Ertz. The report came out that they've told Ertz he could go find a trade or whatever the hell they're going to do. And what they also did was send Marquise Goodwin back to the 49ers, who was uh, promptly cut by the 49ers, so they gained their seventh-round pick back. That's it. That's all they've done. They have not addressed backup quarterback. They have not addressed... At cornerback, I mean, the two positions I thought they were going to try to address the most here in free agency, nope, they haven't done anything. Nothing. Just nothing at all. And I don't care what you're telling me about the salary cap, because guess what? They could figure that out. It's all, trust me, everything is, like, you could figure all of this stuff out. They could backload these contracts if they really wanted somebody. And again, I'm not saying they had to go on a spending spree like the Patriots, but point being here is we clearly need another cornerback. And again, I don't care if you're going to get one in the draft or not, because regardless if you get somebody in the draft, that's still like, you know, a question mark here. There are proven veterans out here right now that you can go and sign. And I get it. We're only, you know, a couple days into free agency. But point being here is you can't just continually let all these guys keep going somewhere else. I mean, I'm not a guy who says, yeah, you have to do the dream team model here and just buy everybody like New England just did. But it is nice to get one guy. You know what I mean? Like, that helps the draft. When you go out and you get a free agent here at corner, like, that's what they did last year with Slay. Right? They, they tried to do a Byron Jones, get another corner. Seriously, load up at that position because it, it's clear and evident at this point that inside the pick or the top six where you're picking right now, that you are picking somebody on the offensive side of the ball. And yes, you can get corners later in the draft. But go get a corner right now. We need somebody competent. We need somebody that's not named, you know, uh, Ron Brooks. You know what I mean? Like, we, we need an actual, we don't need a Nicole Roby Coleman. You know what I mean? We need somebody who could actually play a legit corner. I know that's going to cost you a couple dollars, but do it. Do it. That's what I want. I just want a corner. And how we talked today, and Nick Sirianni talked today, and guess what? They said nothing. Like usual, nothing. Nothing came out. I mean, people get amped up for these press conferences, but it's literally the biggest waste of time in your life listening to them because nothing is said. Nothing. It's fluff. And I understand. Everybody likes to say, you know, we understand. You don't want to. And again, I'm not sitting here telling me, tell me what you're going to do in the draft or tell me this. But I mean, good gosh. I mean, literally, you play so coy during these things. It's like to the point of, what is the point? Why I, I don't understand why people even want this. Like, it, it's so ridiculous that they go up there and they literally talk for 40 minutes and nothing is said. Jeffrey Lurie did it. And again, I guess if you're playing detective, when Jeffrey Lurie said he, Carson Wentz was an asset, I mean, that's what you're looking for, for these guys to trip on some words. And that's how you find and figure stuff out of what they mean. I, I, I guess, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're looking at here. Like, it's clear and evident now when the Eagles hired Brian Johnson, um to be the quarterback's coach, that that was done for Jalen Hurts. Hell, I mean, the, the what they did leak yesterday was when Sirianni was hired as head coach, that Jalen Hurts was in the building. When he got when when Sirianni made his first appearance at the NovaCare Complex, Jalen Hurts was in the building, in present to meet him. Listen, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. That's obvious here. I just think the Eagles are petrified of now making any type of declarative statement because they feel like this this situation has just gotten you know so out of hand with, with what they say and what they've done, especially at the quarterback spot. Um, that they're just scared to say anything. 
Jalen Hurts is quarterback one. I'm thrilled about it. I can't wait to watch Jalen Hurts be quarterback one because I'm telling you this right now, Jalen Hurts is going to be a star. I could feel it. I honestly believe that with every fiber of my being. I believe in Jalen Hurts. His work ethic, his intelligence, I believe fully in Jalen Hurts. He is a flat-out freaking winner. He's a winner. He is a winner. I'm telling you this right now. Stop being scared. Stop getting all confused because of what Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and some other geeks who never played football said before. Don't listen to them. I don't care what his draft rating was supposed to be. Jalen Hurts can play. Jalen Hurts is the truth. Trust me. Believe that. I do. I fully believe in Jalen Hurts. And like I said, go listen to a year ago when I when we talked about Jalen Hurts getting drafted. I was adamant about how stupid of a pick that was because... I thought, you know what, you just paid Carson Wentz all that money. What was the point in drafting the quarterback? But remember what I said about the quarterback. The player himself, I thought, wow, he's, he's going to be a steal. I love the player himself because he's a winner. And guess what? He, he's even better than I thought. The work ethic that he does and, and how he taught today. Apologies there for a little bit of an audio mishap. But regardless, Howie Roseman in the press conference today said Jalen Hurts has a plus arm. And uh, okay, whatever. And now he's a scout, which is funny. But listen. Jalen Hurts is the answer here. We're good at quarterback. This team needs to develop and get younger guys in here, and we need to use these first-round picks that we're going to have, and hopefully it's two or three here in the next two years, and we we need to figure out what we're doing here and get some young, good talent in the building. That's what the Eagles need. They're not going to get that trade up for Deshaun Watson. You're not going to get that when you trade three first-rounders. I get it. Getting the quarterback's great. But yeah, listen, I'm not fully convinced that Jalen Hurts can't be the type of player Deshaun Watson is. I know you'll say, oh my God, that's crazy. That's blasphemous. How dare you? How could you say that? I'm just telling you. I I think Jalen Hurts can, uh, has that trajectory, uh, the trajectory, wow, to be a player uh, the caliber of Deshaun Watson. I'm fully in on Jalen Hurts. I'm like, let's give this guy a chance and let's roll. Now let's talk about the guy he replaced at quarterback, right? Because he talked today finally, right? After, you know, his, his radio silence is finally over. He was introduced as the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And again, I don't want to talk about this guy. I'm, I don't. I'm so thankful that he has been traded. Trust me, that's what I wanted all along. And I'm telling you it's best for the Eagles that he is gone from this team. But again, when, when he talked today... Here's the thing. There are people that are hanging on. Oh my gosh, we shouldn't have traded Wentz. You know what? I can't believe this organizational failure. Well, let me ask you this, right? How do you feel now that Carson Wentz admitted after the Green Bay game that he knew he wasn't long for Philly because he finally got benched, right? And I heard it and I know people are like, oh, well, if you listen to the press conference, it's not that bad that he said, listen, this is what came out of his mouth. He started questioning if he was going to be an Eagle anymore when he got benched in the Green Bay game. He had been the worst quarterback in the entire National Football League. Up until that point, he was playing in that game as horrifically as one can play the position. And he thought when he hit the bench, I might have to be done here. This is the guy people wanted. This is the guy. He's got no accountability. He's got no backbone. He's got no fight. There's no fight in Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been a guy his whole career where it was handed to him. You had to hand it to him. He wasn't going to fight for it. He wanted it handed to him. He didn't. He Here's the point. I get it. When you're benched, you're mad. You should be mad. 
Why were you benched, though, Carson? Why did you have to come out the game? It wasn't because the Eagles didn't give you every opportunity to, to, to succeed, right? No, that's not why. You were benched because you absolutely suck. That's the truth. You suck. You suck. And if you're sitting here trying to tell me that Carson Wentz got screwed by the Eagles, no, he screwed the Eagles. And he took the Eagles for a $100 million contract that he had no right in getting because guess what? He sucks. That last month of last year will be something I forever remember because it fooled me and it made me look like a damn idiot. And I, I applaud. I do applaud the organization for moving on from this guy. And again, it, could, it was easy. They could have just said, you know what, we got to fix him. We, we invested too much into him, yada, yada, yada. But they saw it. He quit. So you know what's funny? When the report came out the next week, by the way, before the Saints game, that Carson Wentz wants out. And everybody's like, oh, whoa, you, who, these liars, these liars. He didn't say that. He said it today. He tried so hard not to give any audio points here. I heard a stupid press conference. He tried so hard. He was trying to say all the good things, yada, but whatever. And guess what? He slipped and he got caught here. And guess what? He wanted out. He wanted out. He's got a quitter mentality. He couldn't handle one single shred of adversity. And we all know that anyway. You knew that from the Foles thing. The Eagles had to get rid of Nick Foles. They had to run him out of this town. The guy who won us our only Super Bowl. The guy who put this team on his back the following year and took us to the playoffs and gave us a chance to win another Super Bowl. We had to run him out of town because Carson Wentz couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. I mean, come on. It, it, listen, it is a fact that the Foles situation destroyed him. It really is, which makes no sense because when you think about it, like they literally told Nick Foles, you're gone. We got nothing for him. And they gave Carson Wentz a massive extension. But oh, I got to hear about that damn statue, right? You got to hear about that statue outside that bothers him. <laughs> you know what bothers me? The fact that he absolutely sucks at football. That's what bothers me. If he didn't absolutely suck at football, we're not even having this discussion, but he sucks. And you know what I mean? Let's compare him to some people here, right, on the Eagles, right? Because I thought about this. Like, oh, you get benched and everybody's got to come off here because, you know, we got to have this soft mentality here, right? Donovan McNabb was benched in 2008. Yeah, Donovan McNabb was reinserted in the lineup. He was. But he was benched. He could have cried. He could have. There could have been a report that Monday that said Donovan McNabb wanted out. I didn't come out. He played his best football of the year after that. He rebounded. And I know you'll say, well, well Jalen started the next game. That's true. Carson Wentz did not have to come out and say I needed to be traded, though. That report leaked before the Saints game. It leaked out. Remember Nelson Aguilar? He was benched. He was benched, and then guess what happened? The next year, you know what happened to Nelson Aguilar? He had his best season with the Eagles. That was the year we won the Super Bowl. He was benched, though, in 2016. Benched. Remember Isaac Ciamalo? He was benched. He was benched the year we won the Super Bowl. Came back. He says he's an adequate player, I guess. He has his complete bottomless moments, which are, are, are all-time tragic. But, I mean, the point being here is recovered, right? This guy's tissue paper. I told everybody, Carson Wentz is tissue paper. And if you're a Colts fan, I apologize. It sucks. You're in a tough spot. You are in a brutal spot here. Because it is clear and obvious that the second the heat gets turned up on Carson Wentz, you know what happens? He melts. He melts. He's tissue paper soft. That's what he is. He is the most mentally soft guy going. And I don't care what he says. And again, I I, I don't care. I, I Listen, I'm thrilled. Like I said, he's no longer an eagle problem. 
I mean, this is this is a great, great thing that happened to the Eagles. But I'm saying this to the people that listen to this, because I know there's people out there that really believed in Carson Wentz. They thought him at the helm gives us the best chance to win. And now you're hearing it from the horse's mouth. He's flat out telling you he couldn't handle it. He could not handle the pressure. He Once he was removed from the game in Green Bay, he was standing on that sideline thinking, I got to get out of here. Not accepting of the fact that he's only on the bench because he was the worst quarterback in the National Football League. He was so... Go back. Do yourself a favor. It's been a couple months, but I mean, I don't understand who would want to watch this because I'm telling you this right now. It's, it's straight out of a horror film, but go watch his snaps for this season. Go watch them all. Watch the first half of Washington where he looked like the 2017 MVP guy and then watch from that point forward where he literally looked like somebody who couldn't start for your local high school team. Go ahead, watch them all. Watch all the snaps. And you tell me, you tell me that that guy felt like he didn't have any right to be benched? He thought it, he was above being benched? He stinks. He absolutely sucks. I'm so happy he's not an Eagle anymore. I, I will forever be thankful that this season actually ended up happening. Because guess what? As bad as it was, as terrible as this season was, and how the Eagles should have easily won this division without question, without question, and I know it cost Doug Peterson his job, and I know it's going to cost you know certain other coaches obviously their jobs. But the point being here is the Eagles for going forward here with Jalen Hurts. And again, I know Nick Sirianni, massive question. We're better off. We're massively better off. And and you got to see it here. You know what's funny? They they talk about this being an organizational failure. Yet you got guys like Kelsey and Graham. Like Kelsey could retire right now. He could have retired. He's back. Brandon Graham signed an extension. Why? If this team is such a dumpster fire and they're in their last years, why are these two guys trying to stay around? They believe in the organization. They believe in the team. Just because Howie Roseman isn't liked, and again, nobody really likes him, doesn't mean you don't like the organization, though. You don't have respect for Lurie. I mean, listen, Lurie might do some stupid stuff, but I mean, I know for a fact that the players like Jeffrey Lurie. That goes without saying. But Carson Wentz, they needed a fresh start. He wouldn't say he demanded a trade, but it came out that he needed a fresh start. He demanded a trade, by the way. That's the thing, too. Like he let, like I said, that Green Bay report after that game, the new before the Saints game, it came out that he wanted out. That was it. He demanded a trade. He did not want to be here. When they hired Sirianni, they knew they were trading once. And it's great. I, I, like I said, I'm so grateful. I really am. This is this is a great beginning for the Eagles now. Even though they won't sign a cornerback to try to make this team a little bit better, because that's what they desperately need to do, but. You know, th th this is going to be a very big period coming up here because, you know, we're going to continue to hear about quarterbacks. And, and what else are we going to hear? We're going to also continue to hear about, uh, you know, what, what what the systems are going to be here. What, what Who's going to be the sixth pick? Like I said, I mean, is it going to be a quarterback? Are the Eagles going to trade for a quarterback? Are they going to bring in a free agent? Well, guess what? The free agent quarterback market is done. Dalton. Promised to be the starter in Chicago. What an absolute disaster they are up there. My goodness. The the Bears tried to trade for Russell Wilson. They tried to trade for Carson Wentz. Now you look back and how, like, I, I remember reading a lot of Chicago Bears fans. And you go online, you'd see it. They don't want Carson Wentz. And I understand that, by the way. Like, I'm not saying they're wrong at all. Trust me, I am not saying they're wrong. They were right. They did not want Carson Wentz. And I agreed with them. I didn't want him. So I completely understand why they wouldn't want him. And it's like, I, I'd like to know, though. Did you want Andy Dalton? I mean, I, I can't believe that this was their fallback plan. Like, I want to look at them and go, you're almost better off keeping Trubisky and trying to figure it out with him. Because, I like, Andy Dalton, it, it's a one-year deal. 
I get it. He's a stopgap. And again, I look at the Bears and I go, I know their defense is really good. They are. They are. There's talent there. People don't think there is, but there is. And and Dalton and Foles are gonna. I guess like they're not even gonna compete for the job. They just gave it to Dalton. It screams of that they're gonna try to draft the quarterback with that pick. But I mean, I don't know who's gonna be available. I mean, really, like if Mac Jones is flying up these draft boards, they're picking a twenty. They, it's Kyle Trask or bust. But, you know, I, I you look around the league like Ryan Fitzpatrick signing with Washington. He's an eagle what beater, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick. We always struggle with him. Well. Jim Schwartz is gone, so I mean, at least we have that going first. We have a new system coming in here, so hopefully Jonathan Gannon can figure out Ryan Fitzpatrick next season. That'll be helpful. You know, the Cowboys made Prescott the highest-paid player, like besides Patrick Mahomes, like ever. The, the the Giants signed Mike Lennon to be the backup for Daniel Jones. So who's still out there for the Eagles, right? Because Tyrod Taylor was somebody I wanted. Well, he got twelve and a half million from the Texans, which, by the way, they gave him twelve and a half million dollars. That tells me it is a stone-cold effing lock that they're going to trade Deshaun Watson. I know they were holding off on this idea, but they're definitely trading him. You don't give a backup $12.5 million, especially on a team like It's not like the Texans are like a player away. Like You know what I mean? Will Fuller's gone. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Like They're, they're in a complete rebuild down there. And you're giving the quarter, backup quarterback $12.5 million? Like, to me, that sounds like, no, he's playing. He got more than Andy Dalton. Dalton's starting for the Bears. Tyrod Taylor? Come on. It, it's, like, listen, that's what happens in the NFL. When things like this happen, don't think too hard. Like I said, when they hired Brian Johnson, don't think too hard. Like, don't think too hard. <laughs> he's out. He's getting traded. Again, I, I, listen, if the Eagles do somehow get involved here and they make this trade, it, it's... Again, I have to see what the trade is. But, I mean, you have to know it's going to be astronomical. And to me, it's like, I want to give Jalen Hurts a chance. I believe in Jalen Hurts. I don't want the Eagles involved in this. My guess would be that Deshaun Watson's going to get traded to Carolina. Because, to me, that makes the most sense. Carolina's a good team. they got a lot of pieces around there. They are desperately searching for a quarterback. He is, you know, a star at Clemson. So, I mean, really, it just all fits that he would go to Carolina. Which is, by the way, I effing deal in a way for the Eagles, right? Because here's what happens. They trade that pick, right? The Texans now are picking eighth if they trade Deshaun Watson. They're going to get a haul from the Panthers for him. So it's not like this whole thing that the Texans don't have any draft at. Well, they're going to have a bunch after this. And what's going to be the move for the Texans, right? They might trade up from eight. I mean, really, if you're, if you're sitting there and you're hell-bent on getting, let's now say Trey Lance or or... Mac Jones, you might have to move up and go get him. Or Justin Fields, which is good for the Eagles. We want as many teams to move up in front of us as possible. We want all the quarterbacks to be picked because then that gives you your option to pick Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts or Jalen Waddell or Devontae Smith. Isn't it crazy, too? Speaking of Devontae Smith, like he's becoming so much of an afterthought now. Like As soon as the college football playoff ended, Devontae Smith was like, a penciled in third selection in this draft. Like he was the Dolphins guy. Like that was it. It was penciled in. And it's like, here we are, guys. You know what I mean? This is, it, it reminds me a lot with Justin Jefferson. You know what I mean? Like now you're looking for the hole. And I looked last year. I fell for this trap. I looked for the hole with Justin Jefferson. And it's like, why are we looking for the hole with Devontae Smith? Guy won the Heisman Trophy as a wide receiver. He was unbelievable in their two playoff games. Unbelievable. I get it. He's not the biggest guy. Okay, there's a lot of guys in the NFL that aren't the biggest guy. 
especially at that position. We're not asking him to run between the tackles here. But, I mean, Devontae Smith, his stock, for some reason, falling the way it is, it's like, this guy's going to fall outside the top 10. Which would be, hey, good. I, I hope he does fall down a little bit because guess what? If the Eagles trade back, I want him definitely on that board as an option. He's definitely one of the three or four options for the Eagles. Like I said, I want Sertan. I, I wanted Farley. Guess what? They're now five and six. They, they got to fix the offense. They really do. The three or four options are, are in no order. You know, Chase, Pitts, Smith, and, and Waddle. And Waddle's my number one guy. He's the guy I want the most. Could I be completely wrong? Sure, can. If they pick Jamar Chase, would I be mad? Sure not. I'm not going to be mad if they pick Jamar Chase. I'm not going to be mad if they pick Kyle Pitts. I know Brandon Graham wants both those guys. Uh, but I'm not going to be mad if they pick, you know, Devontae Smith. I'm good with any of them. I, I just don't, I don't know what I, with Chase, like I said, I don't think you get any bit better playing football by not playing football. And I know Jalen Waddell played football but got hurt last year, so he really didn't play a lot of football, but he prepared to play football. I just like Jalen Waddle. I think he presents a lot of things. And again, we'll be able to talk about that now almost exclu exclusively coming up here. But there's no news on the Eagles. It's it's, it's crazy. I, I, I can't fathom that we're here, right? That we're sitting here, you know, technically four days in the free agency. I know it, the league year officially started yesterday at 4 o'clock, but it's literally like, come on, we're, we're, we're four days in. And th this to me is going to be like, the quietest of quiet times for us. I knew it last week. Remember I told everybody, what, you know what I mean? Like it didn't feel like it was going to be a normal. It, I was right. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't think we'd be this quiet, but we are all too quiet. I did see that, you know, in NFL news, that Monday Night Football is going to get to flex some games, I guess, next year, which is great. Some of those Monday night games, and that was brutal. I didn't understand why they weren't doing that from the beginning. I mean, you don't have to flex the primetime best game ever in there, but something that's at least competitive, which is tough in a way because it's like, yeah, I hate playing Monday nights. But um, And I also saw that Amazon Prime is getting exclusive rights to Thursday night football, which will begin in 2023. Now that is tough. Like, I... I don't know how much I like that. So here, I'll read the the, the whole NFL viewing deal. They, 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 these this thing's, uh, their broadcast rights or whatever, they came out. So Amazon, like I just said, is the NFL's first ever all-digital package, and Amazon Prime Video has acquired the rights to be the exclusive home for Thursday night football across hundreds of compatible digital devices. The NFL and Amazon first partnered on Thursday night football as part of a TriCast distribution model during the 2017 season. Like, it's a streaming service, but I mean, internet's not completely available to everybody all over. You know what I mean? And I know you'll say, well, so isn't that like, okay, but whatever. Now, CBS with its new multi-platform. And again, here's the thing with Amazon Prime, by the way, to go back to it. It is only $8.99 a month. Like I, I've got an Amazon Prime. I use it. Again, if you have Amazon Prime, you get the Amazon Prime membership for the tele. But I mean, I use it for the golf or uh, golf pass. So I mean, it. It's not like it's a bad, I don't, I've never had any problems with it. So I, I mean, I like the app, but I'm just saying like, you know what? I just think of the people that may not have the opportunity to have the best internet. So they might be screwed out of watching their teams play. Now, CBS, 
with its new multi-platform agreement. CBS retains the rights for the American Football Conference, which is the AFC package, on Sunday afternoon games. All games will be broadcast on the CBS television network and streamed live on Paramount+. Plus. Viacom CBS's flagship streaming service, CBS America, uh, America's most watched network for the past 12 years, is the NFL's longest-running media partner, having first begun televising games in 1956. A bunch of words to say nothing's changing. Except it looks like you're going to be able to stream games on Paramount Plus, their streaming service. Now, ESPN. They'll continue to be the NFL's television partner for cable's most watched series, Monday Night Football. Additionally, ABC has acquired the rights to televise two Super Bowls along with exclusive regular season games. ESPN Plus subscribers can stream one international series game on exclusive national basis every season. And the new agreement allows ESPN the opportunity to simulcast all ABC and ESPN games on ESPN Plus. I don't know what that really means. Like, I, I guess, like, one of, what, an international game? So what's that mean? Like, one of the London games is going to be on ESPN Plus now. The way it sounds like is, like, we're going to have an, if you're an ESPN Plus subscriber, you have a choice of picking which one you get to watch there. I don't know what that means. That That's the way it reads to me. Now, this new agreement for ESPN covers 11 years, including a 10-year deal beginning in 2023 and a bridge year deal in 2022. Now, that, it, <laughs> that streaming thing is weird, but, uh, again, whatever. The, the only big news really there is that, or well, the two things is that the Monday night game is getting flexed and that you're also going to have the opportunity to see the Super Bowl on ABC. Fox has renewed its agreement to produce the National Football Conference, the NFC, the package of Sunday afternoon games that it acquired in 94. Fox expanded its digital rights, including um, for its AVOD streaming platform, Tubi, to deliver NFL programming on digital platforms, America's Game of the Week has been the most watched show on all of uh, television for the last 12 seasons and the most watched NFL window for the last 20 seasons. So nothing's changing for Fox. And then NBC, Sunday Night Football, the number one primetime show on TV for an unprecedented 10th consecutive year, will continue to be produced by NBC Sports in addition to simulcasting all Sunday Night Football games. Peacock, NBC Universal streaming service, will deliver an exclusive feed of select number of NFL games over the course of the agreement. NBC first acquired its package of primetime games in 2006. I don't know what that means. I don't know what those games are, but again, I get it. You got to tailor to streaming services now. You should. We got a lot of people are like, again, I, I know that people think everybody ditched cable. They haven't really. I mean, it, it has went down, but I mean, it's not being ditched completely, but it is smart to actually start getting your foot in the door here because these agreements are so long. You don't know what it's going to be like in 10 years. You don't know what it's going to be like in five years. Did we know that Carson Wentz was going to get traded in five years? I can assure you now we didn't, but uh, that's essentially the news with the NFL. How about that? Did you ever think uh, four days in a free agency I'd be talking about you know TV rights for the NFL? That's what's happening with the Eagles. Hopefully by this next week we will have an Earths trade and you know maybe we'll hear some other stuff about what's going on with the Eagles offense and defense and like I said maybe this crazy idea might happen. I'm not guaranteeing you anything, but just maybe, just maybe they might sign a free agent. Who knows? Anything's possible, right? Oh, how about this? It just came in. This was a guy I wanted, by the way, from the Rams, Troy Hill. I mentioned him last week. Yep, he signed a four-year, $24 million with the Browns. So the Browns went and just stole the Rams secondary. Um, God, 24 million. What, what are we doing here? What are we effing doing here? Like, it's blowing my damn mind. What are the Eagles doing here? I, I can't fathom that this happened. 
Oh, and by the way, those TV deals, just for the Eagles portion here, it does pop the salary cap. So next year it should go up about $20 million. And it's going to continue to go up and up and up because those TV deals have escalators in it. So the rich get richer. But, man, Troy Hill, that was the... I, I it's, it's just, you know, you, you give these contracts out. It's like they're just, I get it. You don't want to overspend, but it would have been nice to, like I said, address the other side of the cornerback. Like if you had, going into the draft, Slay, a Troy Hill, and Avante Maddox as your corners. Yeah, you need depth, and that's what you're going to use the draft for. You could develop some of these guys. Like, I don't know if you think Darius Slay is going to be here for the next 10 years, but I mean, the point being here is you could draft some of these guys, have guys there, and then you have depth. You've worked on depth as well. No, nope, why do that? So stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go.